Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. On today's broadcast, Andrew will be sharing about the importance of having a biblical worldview. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. We have been sharing for four weeks now this brand new teaching that I've got entitled Biblical Worldview. And I tell you, I'm excited about this. I think this is going to change a lot of people. And it'll not only change them, but it'll change the way that they look at the world and everything as they begin to look through the eyes of Scripture and see things from God's standpoint. The last couple of days, I've been talking about the fallen nature of men. And most people don't understand this. There's a lot of people that think people are basically good. That's not what the Bible says. And I tell you, you have to understand this. And even after you're born again, you get a brand new nature. You definitely need to understand that, but you need to recognize that you still have what the Bible calls flesh that was trained incorrectly. And you've got to renew your mind. The things I'm talking about today will literally change your life. So watch this new video that we have out. And at the end of our program, I'll come back and encourage you to get these materials. So we're continuing our teaching on a biblical worldview. And during the last segment, I was starting to teach on the fallen nature of man. I spent quite a bit of time introducing why this is so important. Uh, If you missed any of that, I would encourage you to review it. I haven't got time to go back and put everything in its context. Let me just go over a couple of the scriptures that I was using towards the end of that first segment. I'm going to continue to talk about the fallen nature of man. And in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, it says, And the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So that's God's evaluation of man. 1,656 years after the fall of Adam, the whole human race was polluted, and he wiped everybody out except Noah and some of his children and their wives. And it wasn't because Noah was perfect and deserved it. It says Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord. And so uh, mankind had corrupted themselves and we aren't any better today. I was showing these things. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3, this is the apostle Paul speaking in the New Testament. He said, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath even as others. We have a nature that is separated from God. People don't sin, and that makes them a sinner. People sin because they have the nature of a sinner in them. You know, I've been over at people's house before, and this just amazes me that people, you know, have dogs in their home. I'm not against you doing that, but I'm just using this as an example, that they'll have dogs in their home. This dog will come up and wet on the floor or stick their nose someplace that no person or dog should be sticking their nose. And the people will be embarrassed and they'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'll say, hey, it's the dog in them. And you know, they try and make, they call these animals their children and stuff. And I understand us liking animals. I mean, 
Man, every time I came home, my dogs would be there to greet me. One time I had Jamie come up and she says, you love those dogs more than you love me. When you come home, you go to them before you even said hi to me. And I said, if you were to jump up and down and wiggle <laughs> your tail around, said maybe I'd uh, feel differently about you. I was just making a joke. But my point is that, you know, we've, I understand us loving these animals and stuff, but they're animals. Their nature is a dog. And if you weren't around to correct them, to scold them and to do things, if you leave dogs alone, I guarantee you, they don't care where they mess. They don't care what they do. They're dogs. It's their nature. And you can sit there and you can whitewash people. You can put fancy clothes on them and you can fix their hair and do all these things and you can make a person look nice. But I can guarantee you the nature of people is a fallen nature. And even after we're born again, we get a new nature, but it's encased in this flesh. The Bible says over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. If you were born again, you are now a brand new creation, and I am going to be teaching on that, and, and I'm excited about that. I'm not minimizing that, but that treasure is inside of an earthen vessel. Your flesh was programmed by the sinful nature that you had before you got born again. And you don't instantly get reprogrammed. You have to take the Word of God, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and be transformed through the renewing of your mind. You have to reprogram yourself. Until you reprogram yourself, your actions and your thought life will continue in the same direction it was going before you got born again. Even though you now are changed on the inside, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. It also says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know, again, there's some people that say people at their core are basically good. No, this says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Did you know when the framers of our American society, the framers of the Constitution, when they set up this government, this is one of the major scriptures that they referenced, and it's the reason that they had three branches of government, the judicial and the legislative and the executive branch, because they were firmly committed that at their core, people have this sinful nature, and uh, they even had this statement, you know, that power corrupts a person and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And they knew this. And so they put these checks and balances into it because of this. The people who framed this nation and it has been successful like no other nation, it's because they didn't invest all of the power in one person, such as a king, a dictator. And it's because they understood the fallen nature of man. Did you know, if you understand this, this not only has application to you as an individual, but it will help you with other people to recognize that people at their core, before they're born again, they have the nature of the devil. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3, in them. And even after they're born again, they have the residual effects of that old nature that taught them how to think and act, their value systems. And until they begin to renew their mind, you just need to recognize that people are going to take advantage of you. Self will promote itself. And if you don't understand this, you are going to be taken advantage of a lot of different times. You are, you're going to trust people and think that they're basically good. 
YOU KNOW, AND AGAIN, THIS DOESN'T ONLY HAVE APPLICATION TO YOU AS AN INDIVIDUAL. THIS APPLIES TO SOCIETY. WE'VE HAD LEADERS IN THIS NATION BEFORE THAT THINKS THAT THE REASON THAT SOME OF THESE OTHER COUNTRIES ARE FIGHTING AGAINST THE UNITED STATES IS BECAUSE THEY HAVE BEEN DISADVANTAGED, AND IF WE WOULD JUST CHANGE THE CIRCUMSTANCE AND GIVE THEM EVERYTHING THAT THEY WANT, THAT EVERYTHING WOULD WORK OUT FINE. THAT IS NOT TRUE. I GUARANTEE YOU, PEOPLE AT THEIR CORE ARE SELFISH UNTIL THEY'RE BORN AGAIN. EVEN AFTER THEY'RE BORN AGAIN, THAT SELFISHNESS STILL REMAINS UNLESS THEY RENEW THEIR MIND TO WHO THEY REALLY ARE IN CHRIST JESUS. HERE'S THE ULTIMATE COMMENTARY ON THE CONDITION OF MAN. JESUS SPOKE WHEN THE RICH YOUNG RULER CAME TO HIM AND FELL AT HIS FEET AND SAID, GOOD MASTER, WHAT MUST I DO TO BE SAVED? JESUS SAID UNTO HIM, WHY ARE YOU CALLING ME GOOD? THERE IS NONE GOOD BUT ONE THAT IS GOD. JESUS SAID THERE'S ONLY ONE GOOD, AND THAT'S GOD. YOU EITHER CALL ME GOD, BY CALLING ME GOOD, YOU'RE MAKING ME GOD, OR QUIT CALLING ME GOOD. DID YOU KNOW THAT THIS YOUNG MAN RESPONDED IN THE NEXT PASSAGE DOWN THERE, AND HE SAID, MASTER, HE LEFT THE GOOD OFF. HE WASN'T WILLING TO ACCEPT JESUS AS GOD. HE WAS WILLING TO MAKE HIM GOOD, BUT NOT GOD. JESUS HIMSELF SAID THAT THERE IS NONE GOOD BUT ONE, AND THAT IS GOD. NOW, AGAIN, WE CAN LOOK AT SOME PEOPLE AND SAY, WELL, THAT'S REALLY GOOD WHAT YOU DID, BUT IT COULD BE GOD FLOWING THROUGH THEM AND THEM YIELDING. GOD SHOULD GET ALL OF THE CREDIT FOR IT. OR SOMETIMES PEOPLE DO THINGS THAT ARE GOOD RELATIVE TO OTHER PEOPLE. BUT YOU KNOW, AGAIN, 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 10, VERSE 12 SAYS, WE DARE NOT MAKE OURSELVES OF THE NUMBER OR COMPARE OURSELVES WITH SOME THAT COMMEND THEMSELVES, BUT THEY MEASURING THEMSELVES BY THEMSELVES AND COMPARING THEMSELVES AMONG THEMSELVES ARE NOT WISE. FOR YOU TO COMPARE YOURSELF WITH OTHER PEOPLE AND SAY, I'M GOOD RELATIVE TO THEM, THAT'S NOT WISE. ALL HAVE SINNED AND COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD, ROMANS 3.23, AND THAT'S THE ONLY THING THAT WE'RE GOING TO BE JUDGED BY. SO YOU NEED TO RECOGNIZE THAT MAN AT HIS CORE IS EVIL AND THEY NEED SALVATION. THEY NEED A SAVIOR. YOU KNOW WHAT REALLY SETS CHRISTIANITY APART? FROM EVERY OTHER RELIGION ON THE PLANET. MOST PEOPLE HAVEN'T DRILLED DOWN AND FOCUSED AND THOUGHT OF IT THIS WAY, BUT IT'S ABSOLUTELY TRUE. THE DIFFERENCE BETWEEN TRUE CHRISTIANITY AND EVERY OTHER RELIGION IS THE THINGS THAT ARE SIMILAR IS EVERY OTHER RELIGION BELIEVES THAT THERE IS A GOD TO SOME DEGREE. THEY MAY HAVE DIFFERENT OPINIONS. THEY MAY HAVE DIFFERENT DEGREES OF INVOLVEMENT BY THIS GOD, BUT THEY BELIEVE THAT THERE IS A GOD, A SUPREME BEING, BUT BASICALLY, EVERY OTHER RELIGION PUTS THE BURDEN OF SALVATION UPON YOU, UPON THE INDIVIDUAL. YOU HAVE TO CONFORM TO SOME REGIMENT OF ACTIONS. YOU HAVE TO KEEP SOME SET OF RULES. AND AGAIN, IT'LL BE DIFFERENT FROM DIFFERENT PLACES. YOU KNOW, THE BUDDHISTS AND THE HINDUS AND ALL OF THESE, THEY HAVE THESE THINGS. I SAW, WHEN I WAS IN INDIA, I SAW CHILDREN CRUMPLING UP ROSE PETALS AND FEEDING ANTS AND WORSHIPPING THEM BOWING DOWN AND WORSHIPPING THESE ANTS, BELIEVING THAT THEY WERE ANCESTORS THAT HAD BEEN REINCARNATED IN AN INFERIOR STATE. I'VE SEEN PEOPLE BEAT THEMSELVES BEFORE, THINKING THAT BY BEATING THEMSELVES AND INFLICTING BODILY PAIN THAT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER THIS WOULD APPEASE THE WRATH OF GOD, THAT THEY WERE DOING PENANCE FOR THEIR SINS AND ALL OF THESE THINGS. THEY HAVE ALL OF THESE THINGS THAT YOU HAVE TO DO, BUT BASICALLY IT COMES DOWN TO YOU ARE EARNING GOD'S FAVOR. AND SAD TO SAY, EVEN A LOT OF PEOPLE WHO PROFESS CHRISTIANITY ARE DOING THE SAME THING, JUST WITH DIFFERENT STANDARDS. YOU HAVE TO GO TO CHURCH. 
you have to pay your tithes. You can't dip or cuss or chew or go with those that do. You have to live holy and you have to do all of these things. That's the exact same attitude that the pagan religions of this world have. Somehow or another, you've got to appease an angry God. But true Christianity, the difference between true Christianity and every false religion, whether it has Christian on the name or not, the difference in true Christianity is that we are the only religion on this planet that has a Savior. Every other religion, you have to save yourself by conforming in your actions and thoughts, and etc. But true Christianity, it's not you living for God. It's God. He died for you. It's not what you do for God. It's what He did for you. And true Christianity, you just humble yourself and accept the salvation that was given to you through Jesus. You either believe and receive what Jesus did for you, independent of you, for you, or you doubt and you do without. It's one of the two. But you don't earn anything. Now, that needs a lot more clarification. And, you know, this is why that God gave the law in the first place. This is one of the great mistakes that has been made in the body of Christ is a misunderstanding of the true purpose of the law. Religion, even Christian religion, has basically taught that the reason God gave the law was to show you what you had to do in order to earn your salvation. And in a sense, that's true. But it's not because God thought you could ever keep it. It's impossible to keep the law. And I know that that may shock some people right there. But the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I can show you so many scriptures. Let me just share a few of these scriptures with you. I've got a lot of teaching on this. But here's just a few scriptures on this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56 says, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. The law was given to strengthen sin, not to strengthen you in your fight against sin. Now, see, this comes as a total shock. People, why would God give something to strengthen sin? Because the truth is you had already been defeated by sin. You were already a sinner by nature. And it didn't matter if you quit doing things. I don't believe anybody can just quit sin and live holy the rest of their life. But let's just say that if you thought you could somehow or another just have this epiphany and never commit another sin the rest of your life, it wouldn't change the fact that you've already sinned and come short of the glory of God. You were already headed to hell. You don't, it's not how bad a sinner you are. If you have sinned, the wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God. And all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we needed to be brought out of deception because that verse that I've quoted a number of times, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, says, they comparing themselves among themselves and measuring themselves by themselves are not wise. See, people have done this throughout history. Cain killed his brother Abel, and instead of God releasing his wrath upon Cain, he put a mark on him and said, if anybody tries to kill Cain, I'll avenge his death sevenfold. Well, Cain's great, great, great grandson named Lamech came along, and he killed a man in self-defense, this is all recorded in Genesis chapter 4. And he thought that his murder of a person was more justified because it was in self-defense. And so he said, if Cain is going to be avenged sevenfold, then surely Lamech will be avenged seventy and sevenfold. Seventy times as much. 
SEE, GOD DIDN'T SAY THAT. LAMECH SAID THAT. HE COMPARED HIMSELF WITH CAIN, AND CAIN GOT BY WITH MURDER. I'M MORE JUSTIFIED THAN CAIN, SO SURELY I'M GOING TO GET BY WITH IT. THAT'S NOT SMART, BUT THAT'S WHAT PEOPLE WERE DOING, AND THEY COMPARED THEMSELFS, AND SO THEY THOUGHT, YOU KNOW, BACK WHEN I WAS A KID, BEING A HOMOSEXUAL WAS SOMETHING THAT WAS SIN. CERTAINLY THERE WERE HOMOSEXUALS. I KNEW SOME PEOPLE THAT WERE HOMOSEXUALS WHEN I WAS A KID, BUT IT WASN'T BRAGGED ABOUT. THEY DIDN'T HAVE PARADES. BUT THEN YOU HAVE SOME PEOPLE WHO ARE MOVIE STARS WHO HAD ALL OF THIS MONEY AND ALL OF THE ACCLAIM AND PEOPLE JUST LOVED THEM. THEY COME OUT THAT THEY WERE HOMOSEXUALS AND INSTEAD OF THEM SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER DYING AND, and HAVING WRATH AND REJECTION, THEY HAD MONEY AND POWER. THEY WERE ON THE FRONT OF MAGAZINES. AND THEN ATHLETES COME OUT AND POLITICIANS COME OUT AND ON AND ON. AND AS A RESULT, THEY COMPARE THEMSELVES AMONG THEMSELVES AND THINK, NOW IT'S OKAY. NO, IT'S NOT OKAY. WELL, HOW DO YOU BRING A PERSON OUT OF THAT DECEPTION? YOU GIVE THE LAW. THOU SHALT NOT. AND THE LAW MADE SIN COME ALIVE AND REVIVE. THE LAW STRENGTHENED SIN. LET ME SHOW YOU SOME OTHER SCRIPTURES ON THIS. IN 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 3 AND IN VERSE 7 IT SAYS, BUT IF THE MINISTRATION OF DEATH WRITTEN AND ENGRAVEN IN STONES, THAT'S TALKING ABOUT THE TEN COMMANDMENTS, WAS GLORIOUS SO THAT THE CHILDREN OF ISRAEL COULD NOT STEADFASTLY BEHOLD THE FACE OF MOSES FOR THE GLORY OF HIS COUNTENANCE, WHICH GLORY WAS TO BE DONE AWAY, HOW SHALL NOT THE MINISTRATION OF THE SPIRIT, THAT'S TALKING ABOUT THE NEW COVENANT, BE RATHER GLORIOUS? FOR IF THE MINISTRATION OF CONDEMNATION BE GLORY, MUCH MORE DOTH THE MINISTRATION OF RIGHTEOUSNESS EXCEEDING GLORY. AND SO RIGHT HERE IT CALLS THE LAW, THIS COMMANDMENTS THAT WERE WRITTEN AND ENGRAVEN IN STONES, IT CALLED THEM THE MINISTRATION OF DEATH AND THE MINISTRATION OF CONDEMNATION. HERE'S SOME OTHER SCRIPTURES ON THE LAW. THIS IS ROMANS CHAPTER 3 AND VERSE 19. NOW WE KNOW THAT WHAT THINGS SOEVER THE LAW SAITH, IT SAITH TO THEM WHO ARE UNDER THE LAW THAT EVERY MOUTH MAY BE STOPPED AND ALL THE WORLD MAY BECOME GUILTY BEFORE GOD. GOD DIDN'T GIVE THE LAW SO THAT YOU COULD KEEP IT AND THEREBY EARN RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. NO, HE GAVE THE LAW SO TO STOP YOUR MOUTH AND TO MAKE YOU GUILTY AND THE NEXT VERSE SAYS, THEREFORE BY THE DEEDS OF THE LAW THERE SHALL NO FLESH BE JUSTIFIED IN HIS SIGHT, FOR BY THE LAW IS THE KNOWLEDGE OF SIN. THE LAW WAS GIVEN TO GIVE YOU KNOWLEDGE OF SIN. IT WAS GIVEN TO CONDEMN YOU IN 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 3, VERSE 9. IT WAS GIVEN TO KILL YOU, 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 3, VERSE 7. IT WAS GIVEN TO MAKE SIN HAVE DOMINION OVER YOU. ROMANS CHAPTER 6, VERSE 14 SAYS, SIN SHALL NOT HAVE DOMINION OVER YOU, FOR YOU ARE NOT UNDER THE LAW, BUT UNDER GRACE. IF YOU ARE UNDER THE LAW, IT GIVES SIN DOMINION. YOU KNOW, I'M SAYING SOME THINGS HERE THAT ARE REALLY, REALLY CONTRARY TO THE WAY MOST PEOPLE THINK. AND SO I'M NOT GOING TO HAVE TIME TO GO INTO THIS COMPLETELY. I'VE GOT AN ENTIRE SERIES ON THE TRUE NATURE OF GOD THAT YOU COULD REQUEST THAT WILL GO INTO THIS AND IT WILL EXPLAIN THE REAL PURPOSE OF THE LAW. BUT IN A NUTSHELL, THE LAW WAS NOT GIVEN SO THAT YOU COULD KEEP IT AND EARN RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. IT WAS GIVEN TO MAKE SIN COME ALIVE, TO SHOW YOU YOUR UNWORTHINESS. IT WAS GIVEN TO REVEAL THE FALLEN NATURE OF MAN AND THAT YOU COULDN'T SAVE YOURSELF. YOU KNOW, I HEARD A STORY ABOUT A MAN WHO WENT TO HEAVEN, AND WHEN HE GOT TO HEAVEN, THIS ANGEL MET HIM AND HE SAYS, YOU'VE GOT TO PASS THIS uh, TEST. YOU'VE GOT TO GET 100 POINTS OFF OF THIS um, QUESTIONNAIRE IN ORDER TO BE ABLE TO ENTER INTO HEAVEN. AND THIS MAN SAYS, NO PROBLEM. MAN, I WAS A CHRISTIAN. I LOVED GOD. I SERVED GOD MY WHOLE LIFE. I'LL HAVE NO PROBLEM GETTING 100 POINTS. SO THIS ANGEL STARTED OFF AND HE SAYS, ALL RIGHT, SO DID YOU ATTEND CHURCH? 
AND HE SAYS EVERY DAY. HE PULLED OUT HIS uh, PENS, YOU KNOW, HIS AWARDS FOR PERFECT ATTENDANCE. AND HE SAYS, I NEVER MISSED A CHURCH SERVICE. AND THE ANGEL SAYS, THAT'S WORTH HALF OF A POINT. AND HE SAYS, HALF A POINT. AND HE SAYS, WELL, THE NEXT QUESTION WAS, YOU KNOW, DID YOU PAY YOUR TITHES? WELL, YEAH, I PAID ALL OF MY TITHES. I PAID TITHES ON EVERYTHING. HE SAYS, THAT'S WORTH HALF A POINT. AND THEN HE ASKED ABOUT, WERE YOU FAITHFUL TO YOUR WIFE? YEAH, WELL, THAT'S WORTH ONE POINT. ANYWAY, AFTER LIKE 20 QUESTIONS, THIS GUY HAD 10 POINTS. AND HE SAW THAT, MAN, IF I HAVE TO HAVE 100 POINTS, I'M NEVER GOING TO MAKE IT. AND HE SAYS, OH, GOD, HAVE MERCY ON ME. AND THE ANGEL SAYS, COME RIGHT ON IN. <laughs> THAT'S WHAT HE WAS LOOKING FOR, BECAUSE NOBODY GETS INTO HEAVEN BASED ON YOUR OWN GOODNESS. AND IF YOU THINK THAT YOU DO, YOU THINK THAT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER GOD OWES YOU SALVATION, YOU NEED TO BE BROUGHT OUT OF THAT DECEPTION. HOW DO YOU DO IT? GOD GAVE THE LAW, AND THE LAW MADE SIN COME ALIVE. THERE'S SOMETHING INSIDE OF MAN THAT RESENTS BEING CONTROLLED AND DICTATED AND DEMANDED THAT YOU DO THIS, THIS, AND THIS. YOU KNOW, WHEN I WAS A KID, one, I HAD MANY JOBS AROUND THE HOUSE, BUT ONE OF THEM WAS I HAD TO EMPTY THE TRASH AND PUT OUT THE TRASH AND DO ALL THIS KIND OF STUFF, AND I DID IT, AND IT REALLY WASN'T THAT BIG OF A DEAL. BUT WHEN WE GOT MARRIED, JAMIE STARTED SAYING, YOU NEED TO TAKE THE TRASH OUT. AND THERE WAS NOTHING WRONG WITH WHAT SHE SAID, BUT IT REMINDED ME OF MY MOTHER. AND I THOUGHT, OH, MY GOD, AM I GOING TO BE... You know, AND I JUST RESENTED BEING TOLD TO DO IT. AND ANYWAY, JAMIE AND I SAT DOWN AND TALKED ABOUT IT. AND SO NOW SHE ASKED ME, YOU KNOW, WOULD YOU TAKE THE TRASH OUT? AND JUST THAT LITTLE BIT OF DIFFERENCE. THERE WAS JUST SOMETHING INSIDE OF ME THAT RESENTS ME AND TOLD YOU GOT TO DO THINGS. YOU KNOW, I WAS RUNNING A RACE ONE TIME, AND I HAD uh, TURNED IN MY BEST TIME UP UNTIL THIS POINT. IT WAS A 10K RACE. IT'S A 6.2-MILE RACE. AND uh, I HAD ALREADY BESTED MY RECORD, AND I WAS DOWN TO JUST THE LAST QUARTER OF A MILE. BUT I AM A SUPER COMPETITOR. MY DAD TAUGHT ME THAT SECOND PLACE IS FIRST LOSER. I'M NOT A BAD LOSER, BUT I HAVE NEVER THROWN ANYTHING IN MY LIFE. MAN, I AM A COMPETITOR. AND uh, ANYWAY, SO I WAS GIVING IT EVERYTHING I HAD, AND I WAS TOWARDS THE END OF THIS RACE, AND A MAN PASSED ME, AND AS HE PASSED ME GOING TOWARDS THE FINISH LINE, HE LOOKED OVER HIS SHOULDER. HE COULD TELL THAT I TRIED TO KEEP UP WITH HIM, AND I JUST DIDN'T HAVE ANY JUICE LEFT. I had all, I'D ALREADY EXPENDED MYSELF. AND HE LOOKED OVER HIS SHOULDER AT ME, AND HE SAYS, YOU CAN DO BETTER THAN THAT. AND THE WAY HE SAID IT, IT WAS REALLY SARCASTIC. IT WAS, IT JUST DID SOMETHING TO ME. I NEVER SAW THIS SHOW, THE INCREDIBLE HULK, BUT I'VE SEEN ADVERTISEMENTS, HEARD PEOPLE TALK ABOUT IT. AND IT WAS LIKE THAT INCREDIBLE HULK. WHEN HE SAID THAT TO ME, ALL OF A SUDDEN, I JUST LITERALLY CHANGED. MY ADRENALINE CAME UP. I DON'T KNOW WHERE THIS ENERGY CAME FROM, BUT I PASSED THAT GUY LIKE HE WAS STANDING STILL. I GOT TO THE FINISH LINE, CROSSED THE FINISH LINE. JAMIE WAS THERE, AND I COLLAPSED. I DON'T KNOW WHERE THAT ENERGY CAME FROM, BUT THERE IS JUST SOMETHING INSIDE OF PEOPLE THAT WHEN YOU SAY, THOU SHALT NOT, SOMETHING SAYS, BLESS GOD, I SHALL. YOU KNOW, AS A LITTLE KID, I KNEW THIS. I REMEMBER ONE TIME TRYING TO GET A KID TO WALK ACROSS A LOG ACROSS THIS CREEK, AND, and EVERYBODY KNEW IF HE DID IT, HE WAS GOING TO FALL IN THERE. AND HE SAID, NO, I'M, I'm NOT GOING TO DO THAT. AND I SAID, YOU CAN'T DO IT. THOU SHALT NOT DO IT. I DIDN'T USE THAT BACK THEN, BUT THAT'S WHAT I WAS SAYING. I, YOU CAN'T DO THIS. AND THE MOMENT I SAID, YOU CAN'T DO IT, YOU KNOW WHAT, HE JUST HAD TO DO IT. AND SURE ENOUGH, HE FELL OFF THE LOG. AND THIS IS THE SAME LOGIC THAT WE USE ON PEOPLE ALL OF THE TIME. GOD KNEW 
that we were corrupt and it didn't matter if we could, you know, make a decision and never sin again. We had already sinned and come short of the glory of God. We needed to be brought out of this deception that somehow or another we deserved salvation. And that's the reason that the law was given. The law amplified and made this sinful human nature on the inside of man become obvious. I tell you what, that'll change your life if you understand the things we're talking about. These are really basic, foundational, biblical truths, and yet the average person, even the average Christian, doesn't understand it. These materials are just absolutely essential for you to have a biblical worldview. And remember that tomorrow is going to be the last day that I advertise these over our television program. So please go to the effort of calling, writing, going to our website and getting these materials today. Listen to our announcer as he gives you all that information. Today, Andrew's pleased to offer his highly anticipated series, Biblical Worldview, Foundational Truths. In this series, Andrew outlines the importance for every Christian believer to have a biblical worldview. Each of the 12 lessons in this series include a video, audio file, chapter lesson, and printable PDF wrapped in a single box set containing a workbook, audio USB, and a personal access code to the online videos. Each lesson is full of supporting facts, quotes, charts, and historic visuals. Through the online platform, you'll have lifetime access to all of the videos and digital workbooks on your computer or smart device. Biblical Worldview Foundational Truths is available for only $120. Go to awmi.net to order this valuable resource today for you or someone you love. On today's program, Andrew mentioned his teaching titled, The True Nature of God. This series is available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. While there, you can discover more product detail and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. I want to let you know that we have now started a Karis Daily live Bible study. We've been doing a Bible study every Tuesday night live for about two years, but now we have five days a week. We've varied the times so that we can accommodate anybody's schedule, and it's going to really be good. We're going to use our instructors from the school, and it'll be a blessing. So remember, we now have a Karis Daily live Bible study five days a week. Well, the minister's conference for me, it's really a time of refreshing. 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 Refreshing time with God. It's the most refreshing time of my year. We may miss other things, but we're not going to miss this. I believe that God is going to refresh you, and this is going to be a time of you getting refilled. You might not feel like it. It might not look like it at times, but you're making a difference. If you're just looking at the outside, then you're missing the potential. It's not about having a name. It's about sharing the name of Jesus. Our light to the world is our joy. Ministers, you're not exempt either. The same word you preach to them applies to you. 
if you get a hold of this, you can change destinies. You need to stand up and say that I will accomplish what God has called me to do. Y'all ready to do that? I wanted to let you know that we have now teamed up with a ministry called I Donate so that we can receive cars and boats and stocks and jewelry. We have only done this a very short period of time and already we've had tens of thousands of dollars worth of things donated. People, you know, that don't have cash, but they have something that they want to donate. So if you're interested in that, you can follow the information on the screen and participate. And we would love to help you give these assets to the ministry.